1: So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch.
0: $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com.
1: Hi, hello, sweet listeners, and welcome back to the In the Meadow podcast. I'm your host, Victoria, otherwise known as Vic in the Meadow in all my corners of the internet. I hope you all had a lovely Halloween and... It is officially November. We are getting into the Christmas months. Don't worry, we are not gonna be talking about that today though. I know there's a lot of people where it's just a little too soon. However, I will say here in Southern Ontario in Canada, we woke up November 1st with our first dusting of snow. And we know I have some friends out in Alberta, out West that they've had snow for weeks now, but for Southern Ontario, Typically around Halloween, we get our first hail or snow and it came perfectly the morning after Halloween. So hopefully any of y'all with kiddos that went out trick-or-treating stayed dry. Now, listen, I love Halloween. Fall and Halloween is one of my favorite times of the year and I'm just, I'm ready for it to be done. And I think I'm struggling a little bit this fall and holiday season, navigating grief still just with having lost my soul dog, Boo, and everything just doesn't feel as magical or special or enjoyable without him. I am desperately trying to still seek joy and happiness out of other things. And I have a lot of wonderful, supportive family and people in my life, but it has just been hard. So tomorrow, which is going to be Friday for me as I'm recording this before it comes out on Sunday, tomorrow I'm going to be taking down Fallen and Halloween and... Uh, but grudgingly putting up Christmas. Now, I know I just said a lot of people aren't ready for Christmas. I'm not necessarily either. However, due to some reasons I'm not going to get into, I either can put up my Christmas stuff now or wait until the week before Christmas. And I'd rather have it up for a couple months rather than just one week. So it is going to be going on up. Hmm, But what else is new with me before we get into our little chit chat today? Honestly, I've just been struggling a little bit. I posted on Instagram this week about that and just how therapy is really, really exhausting and taking over a lot of my life right now. It is very intense. I'm in therapy every single week, which I've never been in therapy this frequently. And it's really, really hard work. And I have homework every single day that I'm doing to work on facing my fears through the hierarchy list. And we're only on week two. And I'm sure it's just going to get more and more overwhelming from here. So I'm doing my best. And I almost wasn't going to put out a podcast this week. But I was like, you know what? It's probably going to be good and grounding for myself to practice what I preach and just talk about the things that matter in life. Because it's so easy to get sucked into uh, false reality and false world and all of these spirals and rotten stuff going on in the world that I need to also remind myself how to have a healthy balance. You know, yeah, so therapy's been really, really overwhelming and weird. And again, I'm just, like, not ready to get into the specifics because it feels very embarrassing, which I know it shouldn't. But listen, anyone else with OCD probably knows how shameful it can feel and how specific and weird OCD freaking is to the brain. But like I said, one day down the road, when I have a lot more experience through therapy, I'm only in, like, week five or six... I'll do a whole episode, but for now, just know I'm doing okay. I am trying my darndest to take care of myself and keep on trucking, but things are busy. In my day job right now, I'm in busy season until the new year, so that's also really interesting to navigate with taking care of myself and... Taking care of my business. Yeah, I think it's a hard time of year for a lot of people to find balance. Maybe not necessarily with your work, maybe it's with family, right? And for Americans, I know y'all have your Thanksgiving long weekend coming up soon. And I've heard people say that Thanksgiving is arguably sometimes bigger for Americans than Christmas, which is wild. If that applies to you, I would love to hear. I don't know if that's just a rumor we have up here in Canada that Thanksgiving is so big. In America because it is not here. We already had ours back in October. But anyhow, um, just to say I know Thanksgiving and the holidays coming up and Christmas, a lot of people are really, really busy with a lot of commitments and I'm going to do a whole episode in... I think a couple of weeks here about placing boundaries with family around the holidays and friends and what that looks like, both mental health wise, financially, all of these things, because I would say I am pretty much a professional at that. Sometimes I think maybe I have a little bit too many boundaries and get a little lonely, a little isolating, but it is what it is. So we're going to talk about that in a few weeks, but I just hope everyone is taking care of themselves and being aware, even just with everything going on in the world right now, there's a lot of things. And I think a lot of things that have came up in the last few years where there's a lot of pressure for everyone to have really strong opinions on things. And I know I've done episodes before specifically on that topic, but it's okay to not share opinions that you might have. It's okay to not know if you have opinions on things. It's not okay for people to bully you into saying things that you maybe don't know enough about or don't feel comfortable talking about and that is as vague as I'm going to keep that on that because I'm really feeling that right now (laughs) Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but what else is new oh my goodness for my book friends if you have me on goodreads I'm sure you know I am, I think, over halfway through the A Court of Thorns and Roses series now by Sarah J. Mass. I'm finally leaning into the fantasy books. I really, really enjoyed the second book, A Court of Mist and Fury, in the ACOTAR series. I'm almost done A Court of Wings and Bruin right now, and my library hold is already ready for the next one, the novella. So that is very exciting. And yes, I plan on reading the Throne of Glass series. I'm already on the wait list through the library as well. My partner just bought me when we were at chapters. I was explaining all this lore to him, and he's really excited that I'm getting into fantasy books because he exclusively reads fantasy. He reads the Dr- Dungeons and Dragons, Dragonlance, and Forgotten Realms uh, books, which there's like over 200 in that. Can you imagine if your favorite series or author had over 200 books? I would be in my glory. You yeah, know, I've explained to him the lore of how I can get most of the books to the library for Akatar and Throne of Glass, but that Crescent City is not on my library at all. And I was, you know, debating, I was like, oh, I could read it on Kindle, but it's gonna be so hard to go back and forth. And I've had friends say, listen, Crescent City is hard. I'll give you a cheat sheet to follow for the world building. And I am new to fantasy, so I'm a little intimidated. However, he ended up buying me the first book. So once I'm done Akatar, I'm going to start Crescent City while I'm waiting for my copies of Throne of Glass and that's very exciting. That's been really consuming me still reading some romances, it's good, taking a little break from thrillers, but going to be getting back into that because there was a Halloween release that I really want to read. But anyways, I'll talk more about that in my Instagram channel, The Book Nook. If you're not in it, if you go to my profile, you can see the little channel. I'm still so annoyed that y'all can't send messages in it. I can send messages. You guys can react. But like, I just wish it functioned as a group chat somehow. You know, there are some people that when I send a message in there will privately message me responding to it, which I appreciate because I I don't like shouting into the void. It's nice to have some interaction and to hear how y'all feel about certain books and what's not. Otherwise, I don't think there's been a whole lot going on the last week. So I guess we can kind of get into our topic. Um, Daily Savings is this weekend. Oh, God, when this goes up. Daylight savings is the same day around the world, right? I assume. Growing up is just knowing general knowledge that I don't know, but maybe should know. I don't know. Anyhow, I think that is a standard thing around the world that we all have daylight savings. Fall back, right? So we lose an hour. Is that the... Or do we gain an hour? I never really understand. Uh, Anyhow, we should have a little bit more daylight in the morning as far as I know. So that'll be nice. But you know, listening to this, maybe some of y'all are feeling a little wonky on the sleep schedule or Lord have mercy. If you have pets or kids, I am sure that their food, waking and bathroom need habits and timing is thrown off a little bit right now. So sending thoughts and prayers. Now today I want to talk about getting offline and getting outside, which I know is like nuanced, maybe funny to say as somebody that's posting this on the internet. However, I understand that. I understand that. Just stick with me, okay? We live in a reality right now where two worlds exist. The online world and the real world. And for a lot of people, the edges can blur between the two. You get lost in what could be or should be. There's an obsession consuming us of placing far too much importance on how we are perceived. These are the times when it is most vital to log off, to get outside, stop buying new stuff, reconnect with your people. Listen to the birds, touch grass, and get to know you, the real you in the real world. Cannot even imagine y'all how it is for young people growing up and coming into themselves and coming of age right now in this world of the internet and having access to so many people's lives and just with the day and age of reality TV, everything. So interesting. I know I've mentioned this before, but growing up for any of us that were born in the 90s, we accessed celebrities primarily through magazines. So we saw the highlights, what they were wearing to the award show, etc. Sometimes paparazzi pigs, but we weren't getting a real insight into how they lived at home. Now with social media and having all of these celebrities on Instagram and TikTok, hyper sharing and oversharing probably their lives. We're seeing what's in their closet. We're seeing what they're doing for their skincare. We're seeing what they're eating, all of which is heavily sponsored product placements. Also, maybe just not true. It's how, again, they want to be perceived, but it's so easy for us to compare or to think, oh my goodness, this is what, I don't know, Lana Del Rey is using for her skincare. I need to do that because I want to be like Lana Del Rey. In reality, It's probably being rich and privileged and having access to the best dermatologists in the world and the facialists out in L.A. Gets us into that mindset of thinking we need, need, need. I didn't, shoot, I didn't write it down, but I saw a really interesting quote in Instagram comments somewhere. I was scrolling through some sustainability um, tags because anytime I start to think I need some things, I humble myself. And remember that I don't need things and the world doesn't need me to need things. But there was a quote that was saying, instead of buying less and at a higher quality, what if we just don't buy it at all? Or something along those lines. But it really, really resonated with me because especially in the sustainability universe or growing up and, you know, focusing on buying things of a higher quality that will last you longer rather than things where you might go through them quicker or need to replace them sooner, especially in like the clothing world. Step back and say, okay, but what if in general, you just don't buy it at all? It really hit home for me. And I've been really trying to consider everything I purchase, bring into my home. And it's, it's hard. And financially, I have to do that. I'm not at a place right now with this therapy journey where I can afford pretty much anything quote unquote extra I'm trying so hard to not be too hyper influenced by the internet a reel that I'm going to be putting up in a week or two I'm going to get back into my sustainability around the holidays series I'm, I'm hoping <laughs> showing up on social media has been hard like I said the podcast is my safe space this is this is what I bring you but I want to bring back my sustainable Christmas series which kind of is what gained me a lot of following Last year, so maybe you came from those videos. I don't know. But aside from a lot of the more homemade and thrifted ideas that I'm going to talk about, I also want to place some importance on when you are buying new to be really considerate about what you're buying and buy from companies that, if you can, I know this is again nuanced. I don't deal with all the nuance here. Y'all know that. This is me. I'm not a professional. Take everything with a grain of salt. But I try when I'm buying new to vote with my dollar and buy from things actually made in canada i'm from canada translate that to you know wherever the heck you're from whatever's important to you all business for me women are queer founded is really important for me to support and just really trying to put my ethics into my gift giving and if those things aren't attainable like i said doing things diy activities but whatever we're i'm getting sidetracked we'll talk about that more in the future but in general I'm an adult with a, I don't know, kind of fully formed brain by now at almost 28 years old. Even for me, it's a struggle. So my point here is, for those of y'all in your early 20s, or I don't know if any teenagers are listening to this, I, like, my heart goes the fuck out to you. I cannot imagine trying to navigate existing in this world of comparison. God, especially with back to school season this year, it was... Freaking bananas, the back to school halls that these like literal teenagers were posting. And I'm like, it's also, you know, when you're a teenager, your whole world is your social status essentially and your friends and figuring out yourself because you don't have a job, you don't have bills to pay. And especially when these teenagers come on with really well off families who are buying them like thousands of dollars of makeup from Sephora and clothes from Aerie and American Eagle. I'm not even talking designer, just mean like run-of-the-mill mall shit like that's expensive and it sets a weird tone in a weird bar and i saw a lot of that with the the bama rush girls <laughs> i loved watching those videos don't get me wrong of the girls going to rush the sororities man they got some expensive shit and they're like looking put together every day and i can't imagine if that's a standard that young people are feeling nowadays how incredibly stressful that must be and really hard on self-image again like when I was growing up anyhow, and probably how a lot of you did, there wasn't social media. So we didn't have even the level of comparison to compare to influencers. Influencers didn't exist. There was regular people and there were celebrities. There wasn't that in between of putting regular, regular people on a pedestal. Now we have that where even a lot of people I know in their high schools have people who there's a girl that maybe has a hundred thousand followers on TikTok and she is popular for posting her hauls and her get readies with me. And maybe she really likes doing makeup. So she does a lot of makeup, but suddenly the rest of the people feel like they also need to be putting on a lot of makeup. I don't know. I'm sure you can infer I'm sure a lot of you are having these thoughts as well, especially Jesus Murph, if you have Kids. I don't. I never want them. I have a lot of friends with kids, though, and clients with kids. And it is stressful for me without kids thinking about young people in the world surviving and having navigating self worth and value and just existing with this internet culture. I can't even imagine raising a tiny human and trying your damn best in a world where there's only so much you can really do to shelter and protect their childhood still. Yeah, like I was saying, even as an adult, it's so easy to fall into the concept of false realities because of social media. Are constantly hyper-consuming 15 seconds of other people's wins and highlight reels over and over and over again. To mention, TikTok is basically the shopping channel now. It's trying to manipulate you into thinking that you need these things that you don't. I cannot with these... Amazon must-haves, they're an Amazon must-have because when they share that link, they're getting a commission, okay? When they say, they're not telling you the keywords to find it, they're telling you to go to their bio because if you click their link, they're making money. I will say, if you're purchasing from Amazon regardless, purchase through someone's link because at least you are giving a regular human a bit of that Bezos coin. Even if you click someone's Amazon shop and don't buy anything in their shop, but you go through that link and then you order whatever the heck you wanted to go to Amazon for, they get a commission, even if it wasn't in their storefront. So I think that's good information to know ethically if you're gonna shop from those sites. If you have friends or influencers you like with Amazon storefronts, click through through the link before you go to order so that you can maybe feel good about giving money to someone other than just Bezos. Anyways, on the other side of that, because again, everything is so nuanced, you don't need shit. Nothing is a must have. Food, water, and shelter are a must have. Your medications that you can't function without are a must have. Just important to remember That when people say things on the internet, they are often saying it for their own financial gain. And that's why, like, whenever I post affiliate links, I try and be as transparent as can be. Anytime I get PR, I very clearly label it as gifted on my stories so that y'all can know. And don't get me wrong, I deny a ton of PR, again, for the whole concept of not bringing shit into my house that doesn't align with my values. But I am just transparently saying, even as an influencer here, when I do partnerships, etc., I am still getting a financial gain from that. That's why I say anytime I post sponsor content, you don't need this. You, you don't need it. Even if you see something that aligns with you and you want to support influencers or use their coder, it's something you would buy anyways. I really encourage people to sit on a purchase for a few days at least. I try to for a few weeks, even when it's stuff I need. Like right now on my Amazon cart, I have things that I need for my office eventually but it's a game of, okay, do I have the means to financially spend the money on those things for work right now? Or would that better be done in the future? Now, my whole point being the internet's a shopping channel. Even when you're watching those get ready with me. So if you look in the comments, you're like, oh my God, what mascara did you use? What this, that, and that? That's why companies, they're pouring all their marketing money into influencer sponsorships. That's why influencers can make $100,000 on a brand deal sometimes. I know Victoria Paris has said that she, she's so transparent. I, I love Victoria Paris. <laughs> Her jewelry, okay? Anyways, she is very transparent. She's like, yeah, I make 100K to post like a fucking TikTok. That's insane. That is a hundred times more than someone like me could make doing that. But anyhow, my point being, even when these brands are just sending PR, they're just hoping that you casually post it in your lives because people want to know. I think maybe we all need to be a little less curious. (laughs) Sounds silly. But if you're looking at someone and you think, God, their skin looks so good. I wonder what foundation they use. I wonder what skincare they use. I think it's just an important reality check to ground yourself, not compare yourself. And remember that everyone is so different. How someone's foundation looks on their skin type might not look the same on you. I have so many times when I was younger, God, when I was in high school, was like the influencer coming of age era of the beauty gurus online. Juicy Star 07, Al Fowler and Blair Fowler, uh, Mac Barbie, all of all of the girly pops and we wanted to use whatever they had, the naked palettes, right? The Kat Von D lipsticks, penitent Blush, NARS Orgasm Blush, all of these like cult favorites because people on the internet told us that they looked good. I can tell you, me and my Anastasia Beverly Hills dip brow era did not look good. <laughs> I didn't know what I was doing. I wasn't color matching right. It was not good with my skin. I ended up being allergic to it and having to get a prescription ointment from the doctor. being, be a little less curious. If you see something and you're like, wow, I really like that. Maybe think, oh, you know what? That that sweater, that fleece sweater looks really good on this person on my feed. Good for them. Leave it at that. You don't need it. I promise you. You have, you have enough. And that's what the internet does. It creates a not enoughness sense in us. And I think it's really fun to you know, tell our brains off and be like, no, you don't need that. They look really good in that. That's so cool for them. I look good in my own stuff that I already have. The one that gets me with, again, the influencers is like the fridge organization bins. This is super specific. This was really popular like a year ago. The acrylic clear egg holders or the, the clear acrylic things that people pour their orange juice into. You don't need them. You don't need them. You know why? Those people that are posting them online, yeah, it might look aesthetic. That's a business write-off. For them. They're putting that in a video to show off their aesthetic life as an influencer. That's a business write-off for them, a tax write-off. They're financially benefiting from buying these things. Also, them creating a false reality again of not how the average lived-in home looks like. It's an influencer home. It's almost like a model home to sell you these things so that they can make a profit off of what you buy from their Amazon storefront so that your house can look like their house, even though you're not filming your life, probably. (laughs) The majority of people listening to this, I assume, are not creators or influencers. So you're not showing off your life. Your parents and your friends coming over, they don't give a fuck if you have the clear acrylic egg holder. This is tough love right now, but it's a reality check I often need to give to myself. So I thought it might be interesting to talk about, especially with how self-unaware influencers are. And I i recognize as a creator, I'm in a weird spot because I work full time. This isn't my job. I make a little bit of extra money from creating, but a lot of months that is zero dollars. I have a real job that I struggle with to make ends meet. So I feel like I'm in an interesting spot in the internet right now where there's certain things. I don't know. I like to disclose because before I was making money from the internet and talking to other influencers and hearing their perspectives, I I was curious. I was nosy. So anyways, I like to share the tea, but it's just important to remember that How influencers present themselves online, that's their job. That like, that's their job. And their job is to come off as relatable to make you think you need to buy these things. So how do we stop the spiral and the toxicity of this online world and false realities? I would like to share with you. I would like to share with you some little mindful things of what you can do now to try and edit. What you're consuming and how that's making you feel. These are things I do often, like monthly at least, because again, I'm someone where it's not in my budget and it's not in my own good mental well being realm to be comparing. So I try and be super duper mindful of what makes me feel good online and what doesn't. So the first thing I recommend doing is do a social media edit, revision, what have you. Every right now and then, go through your following on your Instagrams and your TikToks unfollow anyone you're not sure about because you know what if you miss that creator your brain will think a week from now oh you know what i wonder what so-and-so is posting you can go back refollow but if it's someone that posts a lot of shopping content or anyone that makes you feel that not enoughness take a break you can always go back and refollow people won't take it personally and if they do they they're not a they're not a person that maybe you need in your life right now so the other alternative to that again is muting people because i get i get it maybe there's a sister or a cousin or a good old friend from college that you'd like to remain on good terms with in your life who posts a lot of shopping content. Or maybe they post a lot of really nice home interior content, but that's not in your budget. Or again, maybe you're working on learning to appreciate other people's lives and recognizing that you don't have to bring that into your life. Mute them. Mute their stories, mute their posts. On Facebook, you can click take a break and their stuff won't show up in your newsfeed. But the boundaries. And it makes a wild, wild difference. And then next month when you go to do your edit and you're seeing, you're following them, you will be like, oh, I haven't even seen what the heck they're posting. And you might be like, that's good, actually. I didn't really miss it or miss the way it made me feel when these people would post those things, but not burning the bridge of, again, I get with some people that maybe you're close with unfollowing following them, they won't understand. I don't know. Relationships are hard. They're hard to navigate, whatever. Edit who you're following though. And again, your Facebook friends list. I don't use Facebook much, mostly for family. It's kind of like the boomer millennial space. But I'm really careful with who I have on there now because I also just don't trust the internet. I don't post on Facebook, but I'm also like, I don't need to just have people on there that I went to high school with. Like, I don't care what they're up to. I'm, I'm very weird and specific about keeping people in my online space that I have in my real life. Because the internet's fake, but I can do my best to try and keep it feeling real so that I don't need to go outside and touch grass just from logging on Facebook and seeing a bunch of crap that like just is clogging my brain that I don't need to be consuming. It's interesting though, because I'm from the MySpace, MSN, Facebook generation when those were all coming out. So when I was young, you added everyone on Facebook. I think I used to have over a thousand Facebook friends. I have 152 Facebook friends now. Oh, how the turn tables. For me, that's important. Another one is when you're going through and doing your edit, question the brands you follow. Why are you following them? Their pages are essentially an infomercial that you're voluntarily signing up for. So I would just say, be really selective if you're following brands. Maybe you're like, oh, well, I'm following them so I can see what's new and what's coming out or what their sales are. Maybe, maybe that's not a good idea. I'm learning this, this again nuanced. I unsubscribe from all the emails. I don't need to know when Bath & Body Works is having a candle sale because yeah, maybe it's a good deal, but then I'm hyper consuming. It's better for me to when I really, really need to, I really, really need a new winter coat to go at that time and see what stores are having a sale rather than the temptation of these places sending a coupon code. This is our best sale of the year. This is our new moisturizer. You don't need it. Unfollow, unfollow. When you get the inkling that something's going on and you need something, you can seek out that information. But really, really question any brands that you keep in your online space because everything's an advertisement now, anyways. You're gonna get ads. You're probably gonna get ads regardless for those brands that you really like popping up on stories or in your feed. So I would just encourage you to be a little more judgmental with who you give a follow to. On that note, like I just mentioned, unsubscribe from as many email lists as you can i know a lot of us we give our emails to these companies or a lot of a lot of stores and the malls are like if you sign up for our emails you can get 10 percent off right now do that go home and unsubscribe it's, it's tempting it sneaks into your subconscious even if you don't think that it does and it can be a pain but if you just scroll to the bottom of the email and click unsubscribe it takes two seconds usually this helps to take some of that online world and hyper consumption out of the equation i like to even tell places now i'm like it's not even worth it for me i don't want to be in your email list i don't want to know i don't want to know i will be happily delusional oblivious don't even tell me i don't even want to know what's going on let me live under a rock i'm happy under here it's warm it's dark it's cozy anyhow okay next piece of unsolicited advice screen time limits i know i've mentioned this before as well i'm new to this screen time limits really did retrain my brain. I don't know if this is available on Android. It is on iPhone. You can go to screen time limits, set, you know, click social, click whatever, Reddit, Twitter, TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, whatever have you. Put a limit. You'll be surprised how quick you hit that limit where then you go to open the app and it says you've reached your limit. Do you want to bypass this by 15 minutes or exit out of the app? And I would encourage you to not bypass it as tempting as it is. It's interesting when I started doing that, I think I set like a three-hour limit a day, and that's across all platforms cumulatively. And you can, you know, make exclusions so that like YouTube isn't in there if you like to watch podcasts in the background of work, whatever, whatever. Anyhow, how many times I would hit that limit and, you know, accidentally out and be like, right, right, I hit that limit. Not even 15 minutes later, open my phone, just out of habit, go to click Instagram. I'd be like, right, no, I knew I already hit my limit. It's, it's wild how wired and trained our brains are in muscle memory to just go check these things. And I realized for myself personally that I there was better ways for me to decompress. I'd rather pull out my Kindle even if it's reading five pages of my book or to sit outside and get comfortable with the quiet and the silence and rewire my brain. And now I realize I'm not going in and automatically clicking those apps. I haven't hit my screen time limit in weeks, maybe even a month because my brain just knows now that's not what we're doing when we're bored. That doesn't make me a better person than anyone. I just want to be clear with that as well, because it's okay. If your decompression time is going online and that's healthy for your brain, that's okay. Everyone has a different relationship with the internet. For me, it's been unhealthy. So for me, That's what works and I'm proud of myself for breaking the addiction because it is an addiction that I was having with my phone and with the internet and with the online space and creators. For me, another thing that helps is when I am online, following real world shit. So following people that are filling my cup, not creating not enoughness, not bringing in hyper consumption, but content that speaks about just like living life, you know? Jonah Jinton, I don't know if I'm saying that right. She's one of my favorites. I started watching her on YouTube. I have her on um, TikTok and Instagram now because it's just a nice way. She usually posts about like nature and her life out in, is it Sweden she's in? Her little silversmithing business and her dog. Her It's just, it's beautiful cinematic content. It makes me feel like I've gotten outside even if I haven't. She's one that I love to follow. Isabel Page is another. She posts videos about slow living in her little cabin in the woods. Hannah Lee Dugan is another. Just finding creators that resonate and align with you, whatever that might look like. Maybe you really like comedy content. Maybe you like parenting comedy content. Following those people, you know, finding the people that fill your cup, not deplete it. Me as well. I really, really love following nature and bird accounts. And I feel that's very, very dad core of me. My entire, entire explore page on Instagram right now is birds. It is birds. And that's on like my, my public, like my Vic in the Meadow profile. Like I like bird shit and I am intentionally good at physically liking bird stuff so that more bird stuff pops up. Because it's not tempting me to buy anything. It's not making me feel not enough. It's not showing me the highlights of someone else's life. It's showing me birds. And that's good for my brain. So, this one kind of goes back to the screen time we were talking about, this point that I have here. And that's replace your screen time with something else tactile. Because a lot of the times it's just that our brain needs the stimulation or our fingers need to be doing something. So, replace it with something. So, maybe it's knitting, embroidering paint by number, sewing and mending old clothes, doodling, journaling, coloring in a coloring book, something with your hands while you're watching TV. I think I did a whole episode already on monotasking, but retraining yourself to monotask and not be doing two things at once and scrolling social media while you're doing X, Y, and Z, it takes time. So slow down and do something with your hands at first, right? Or maybe it's like playing with slime. I don't know. Something tactile, fidget toys. So your hands still feel like they're doing something. It helps. Okay. The last subsect point in here is surround yourself with others living in the real world. And I know, especially for younger people or people going through transitional periods of life, divorce, loss, whatever it might be, it can be really easy to maybe fall into Facebook groups, fall into this, that, and that suddenly other people are sharing about their X, Y, and Z journey and you want to get outside. For me, this looks like not really engaging with a ton of other influencers, except for other creators online that kind of are in the same niche that I'm in of just like talking real shit, not selling you stuff every day on Instagram stories. And If that's how you get your coin live your life i'm just saying what's healthy for me because maybe it'll resonate that's why you're here y'all know this is just my stream of consciousness this isn't a self-help podcast or a how-to podcast anyhow for me this looked like signing up for the (laughs) y'all know i can't go a podcast without talking about the birds signing up for the email list at the local bird store for me wild birds unlimited there in many cities across north america if you want to get into birding, I highly recommend going in and joining their mailing list because my local store sends out an email on the first of every month. Yes, it does tell you about the sales in store, but they also tell you about the free nature walks, their guided nature walks that they do, where there's plant identification, local wildlife identification, of course, bird identification. They bring in different um, rescues to their store to do presentations about Birding in the winter. There's one that's happening this month in mine talking about winter gear, how to stay warm in winter and still get outside. And you form community. Yes, it might be with a highly elderly population, but you're forming community with real people in the real world with different lives that maybe you wouldn't interact with on social media. This can look like a lot of different things though, right? Maybe there's crafting meetups. Maybe there's a book club you want to join at your local library. The libraries are a wonderful place for free Events. So go to your local library, look in the little board. Maybe they're having a get together for, I don't know, some kind of craft, some kind of Christmas craft. Go to it. Meet people in a new way, but in a way that's still comfortable for you and something you're interested in, right? Meeting people of all ages to form different types of connection and hear other people's worldviews is really, really valuable. Getting into that, getting into living in the real world, which I know again sounds so silly, but celebrate wins in your real life. Because again, social media is a highlight reel. We get that people are having kids, they're posting their engagements, their marriages, what have you. In your real life, celebrate wins aside from just having kids, getting married, whatever, in your inner circle celebrate your friend that started going to therapy celebrate your friend that is training for a half marathon Throw a dinner party a get-together for your friend that's cutting ties with their toxic family bake a cake for your friend that just got a rescue cat or grew their first successful vegetable garden celebrate these things and bring normalcy and community and support in your inner circle for the small things and it's wild how much this can be good for your mental health and recentering yourself and grounding yourself To the real world. When you start doing this for your friends, it's not that you do it expecting it to be returned because that's not healthy. However, often this can help bring other people into themselves and ground them where they'll start feeling the same way towards you. They feel appreciated. They want to appreciate you. And it can just be a harmonious give and take and really help improve relationships and not just romantic, platonic, family, whatever so to summarize there just sink into the real world remember that most people are struggling most people are not what they seem like they are online what you see online is that five percent of people the wealthy people or the people that are pretending to be wealthy so many people are in thousands and thousands of dollars of credit card debt i'm pretty sure the average number of the average american how much they're in debt money-wise is wild i can't remember off the top of my head but look it up people are not how they seem Nothing is what it seems. No one is feeling their age. No one has it figured out. We're all doing our best and that's okay. When you're having those hard days where you feel like you're not where you should be, you're full of shooting yourself, or you're feeling like you want to look a different way, to be a different way, that you should be somewhere else in life, get the fuck off your phone. Touch grass. Go outside. Call up a friend in the real world and ground yourself because... It's of no fault of your own. It's the way our society is right now, where everything is so chronically online. It's so hard to exist in a healthy way, mentally and emotionally, and to find self value and self worth in this wild, wild world. So, take care of yourself, my friends. Oh, and that's that's pretty much all I have to say on the topic today. I'm interested to hear your thoughts on this episode. If you feel so inclined, send me a message over on Instagram. My DMs are open. I love hearing from people who listen to the podcast and your thoughts. And if you feel the same or a different way or what, I don't know. It's a really isolating, weird world out there these days. It's been a crazy last few years. It's changed a lot of us in many ways. And I think that we're all just kind of trying to recalibrate and... Figure things out and figure out a healthy balance with this weird online world and online presence. We're all just doing our best, but I am going to go make lunch. It's 1.30. Oh my gosh, this is much later than I like to eat lunch. No wonder I got the tummy rumbles starting. Anyhow, I hope y'all are having a wonderful weekend and start to the dark, cold gray months here in Canada. Anyhow, take care of yourselves, stay well. I once again don't remember what we're talking about next week yet, but 7 a.m. every Sunday morning. I am wrapping this up a little quickly just because I'm so hungry. It hit me out of nowhere. I'm going to go eat, and I will see y'all next Sunday.
0: Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. so good wild berry acai grape pineapple mango lemon and mandarin orange my favorite is the wild berry because i just i just love a berry so if you're like me and you're drinking water all day then try splash refresher it's going to absolutely change your water game and it's good for you if you're looking for plump lips that last you need to know about juvederm lip fillers